0: To rage. Going to rage. All right, ready, everybody. We are here. Week number one, three, thirteen. Week thirteen of the NFL. We are Wagers Ragers. Two friends, not from the greatest state of New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. It is the greatest state of New Jersey, but it's also called the Garden State. And why is it called the Garden State? It's called the Garden State because we grow the best people in the world. That's what it is. Not just vegetables, not just fruits, but the best people. Because why? Because we have the greatest university in the entire country, and it's called Rutgers. And that's where me, your host, Joshua, JT Buckner, and... My compadre, John the Hedgehog, Donneth, went to school. The greatest university, Rutgers University. And I have to say, before we start, great job by the women's soccer team making it to the Final Four. Huff lost, tough loss last night, 1 0 to Florida State, the number one team in the country. Rutgers had a Had a lot of great chances last week. Tough loss for the Rutgers women, but hats off to you. Uh, Great job by the Rutgers women. Listen, we are wagers, ragers. Two friends from Rutgers, from the great state of New Jersey, who love talking about betting on the NFL. And you're going to hear our picks, but we also are aficionados. We love electronic dance music whether it's house, tech, trance, trap, whatever. And so welcome to the Wagers Ragers podcast and week 13 of the NFL. Again, I am your host, Joshua JT Buckner. My compadre, John the Hedgehog Donovan is with us. And John,
1: how you doing this week? The Hedgehog. I am doing absolutely 100% fantastic because we have a Wagers-Ragers first happening this weekend, my friend. We should clue the listeners in that it's the first Wagers-Ragers road trip live game to the Eagles-Jets. Hedgehog party! For our first-time listeners here, sort of the way we do things here is JT and I each pick two games each week to analyze, give you our thoughts, our picks against the spread, player props, et cetera, before our tracks of the week. And every week we each pick the game that our favorite team is playing in. JT is a Jets fan. I am an Eagles fan. Both of us are no strangers to teams in green or to pain. But this week the Jets and the Eagles are playing one another and JT had an opportunity for us to go to the game. So we are going to be in person to watch the Eagles defeat the Jets at MetLife Stadium. What do you think about that, JT?
0: Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking like a big Jet
1: 28-7
0: uh, win against the Eagles. <laughs> we will be in person this week, Wagers Ragers, first time ever, head-to-head, and we are going to be analyzing this game together. John, give me a recap of week 12 before we get into the mix of week 13 Eagles Jets, because this is gonna be just a
1: crazy analysis. It's gonna be fun, man. But all right, real quick on last week, it was a sad week for all Eagles fans. We were going into MetLife to play the Giants, coming off a big win at home, our first win at home against the New Orleans Saints. And the rest of of the season seemed to be paved with gold, as the Eagles, number one, didn't have to get on a plane for the rest of the year, and number two, were playing the easiest schedule of any team in the NFL for the rest of the year. And the first game of that stretch was at that very same MetLife Stadium against the hapless Giants, and what the Eagles did is they went in and laid a big fat egg. They lost the game 13-7. to against the Giants, it was a very uninspired effort. The defense in the end played pretty well. Jalen Hurts had a really horrible game through multiple interceptions, really bad decisions. In his defense, as bad as Jalen Hurts played last week and he played really bad, um, at the end of the game, he threw what, what probably would have been the touchdown pass to win the game twice and Jalen Rager dropped the ball twice which prompted me to immediately rage drop Jalen Rager in our dynasty league together. Um, so the Eagles lost the game. The Eagles were giving three and a half on the road to the giants. Uh, I was pretty confident. I felt good about the Eagles winning that game. Uh, that was obviously wrong. That didn't hit. My props were okay though. I've been riding that Jalen hurts wave um, for the rushing. I said to take over on 49 and a half yards rushing that hit for Jalen hurts. And we've been, you know, our Mendoza line with him has been about 50 yards. If the prop was, was anywhere under 50 board, years, we said take it that hit. I also said to take Daniel Jones on 18 and a half rushing yards on FanDuel that hit as well. Sort of a similar scenario in my second game. I liked the chargers at the Broncos chargers giving two and a half on the road in Denver. I said to take the Chargers. I expected the Chargers to sort of start taking off here. Broncos had some injuries. I expected a loss there by the Broncos. That didn't happen. Broncos won at home 28-13, so I got the game wrong again. But again, my props did pretty well, made up the ground there. I said to take Austin Eckler over 32.5 receiving yards. He got 68, so he crushed that. I also love Javante Williams over 50.5 rushing yards. He got 54. So, kind of an odd week last week, my picks on the games were incorrect, but I more than made up for it on the props. Uh, I'm hoping to do even better this week and hopefully, hopefully win a couple of bets and get an Eagles win if at all possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, my week last week was um, not great. Uh, My props did not uh, just did not hit except for a couple, but I had one great bet, and my great bet last week, and I put a lot of money on this one, was Patriots over the Titans. It was a no brainer. I mean, the Patriots were going to cover that seven point, it was actually six and a half, then it went seven. Patriots covered that line like there was no tomorrow. Love the Pats. I mean, I don't love the Pats as a Jet fan, but I love the Pats in this game against the Titans, and they covered that line like there was no tomorrow. Um, my props not that
1: great.
0: I had uh, David Johnson score dice. I had Elijah Moore to go receptions and yards did not hit. And I also had the Texans to cover that two and a half point line because I just did not believe in the Jets and Zach Wilson coming back to be the the starting quarterback for the Jets, but he actually pulled it out. They won. And uh, so that, that blew up on me uh, last week. But I did love the Pats, I hammered it hard, won a lot of money on the Pats against the Titans. So last week was, was a, a, you know, sort of a mixed bag. But let's see a re this week because we are into head-to-head Jets, Eagles! Eagles at Jets, week one. And we are looking at two teams right now. Jets are three and eight Eagles five and seven actually the Eagles should probably be six and six because they should have beat the Giants last week but that game last week was putrid losing 13 to seven to the Giants the Giants I mean they are are Jets light like a bad team just not as bad as the Jets have been the Jets won 21-14 last week against the Texans the Jets this this season, so three and eight against the spread, Eagles six and six. So, what does that tell you this week? Well, originally, the line was six and a half points, Eagles lay in six and a half, but that was before we got news that Jalen Hurts was not going to play this week. What he's not gonna play this week. So, right now, right now on DraftKings, the line is. I think the line's five point. The Eagles laying five points against the Jets with a backup quarterback, the stash, Gardner, Minchu against the Jets. You know what? I know I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to take the Jets. I'm going to take the five points. If Jalen Hurts was playing and it was six and a half, I take. The Eagles, and I delay that six and a half points because the Jets are awful. Now, let's look at some stats here, okay? Because I'm a big stat guy, right? Eagles versus the Jets, regular season, the record. How many times have the Eagles beat Jets? They've played each other 11 times. How many times have the Eagles won? 11 oh. times. 11 and 0. The last time they played in 2019 in Philadelphia, 31-6 Eagles. The Jets have never beat the Eagles in the regular season. But what do I say? It's called Murphy's Law. It's time for the Jets to win the game against the Eagles. And me, and the Hedgehog will be there, front row, front row, end zone. Watching Zach Wilson throw touchdown passes to Elijah Moore, to the rest of the receiving core. Here we go. Jets are going to win this game. They'll win the game. There's no Jalen Hurts. It's a big Jet victory. The Jets, I'm getting five points to boot. But I'm going to take the money line on the Jets this week. Jets to win the One prop that was up before may have changed, may have changed, because he had great last week. Tevin Coleman running back for the Jets because their rookie running back is not playing. Tevin Coleman over, 39, minus 110 on draft game. That was up before. It may be down prop, now. Take a prop. But I'm taking Tevin Coleman over 110 for 39 and a half yards. John, Eagles, Jets, tell me, tell me right now that you believe that your Philadelphia Eagles with Gardner, the stash, Minchu, is going to lose to my New York Jets. John, I want to hear
1: all about how bad your Eagles are going to play this week. Talk to me. First off, I'm not entirely sure. I could be wrong. I'm not entirely sure that's what Murphy's Law means, but it might be. It might be. And I'll tell you what, man. This was not a game that I felt comfortable about going into. Um, not that I think the Jets are a great team. They're not. You know, I don't think anybody, I don't think you would dispute that. But the Eagles, I can't say they're, they're a great team either. They've been very up and down this year. At times, they've looked absolutely horrible Um, with Jalen hurts at quarterback, I felt pretty good about the Eagles winning the game, but I thought it would be close. I was seeing maybe like a field goal game, something like that, but you know, with a field goal game that could kind of go either way. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets won the game. Um, but Jalen hurts was hobbled with the ankle injury. Uh, and that's what is, is leading to him being out. And the point spread had actually leached all the way up to seven points. And I didn't like that. I don't think this is a touchdown game. Um, If it stayed at seven points, I was going to say that the bet really is the Jets. you got to take the points and go from there. But this is the chain of events here. With Jalen Hurts being out because of the ankle and Minshew playing, and that spread now falling to five right now on DraftKings, and we'll see what it does between Saturday and Sunday, but now it's down to five. I don't know that the Eagles are going to lose that much on offense um, between Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts on a bad ankle. Obviously Minshew is not going to run like Jalen Hurts did. He's you know, um, not a rushing threat like that at all, obviously. But Gardner Minshew is a competent passer. With Jacksonville, he's shown that he's a guy that can come in, give a team a spark. He can win a game. He can push the ball downfield. The Eagles offensive line has been playing really well. The Eagles have a couple of talented pass catchers between Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard at tight end. Devontae Smith, I think, is in line for a squeaky wheel game. And again, the Eagles have really taken control of their destiny over the last month by running the ball. And with Minshew in there, I think I expect him to take a few deep shots, but also hand the ball off like 30 times. And with the point spread down to five, spoiler alert, I'm taking the Eagles and giving the five now. I've switched, not because Jalen Hurts is out, but because the point spread has come down to seven to five. Again, the Jets five, eight, and one coming off a win since 2018. And like I said before, the strength of the Eagles right now, the reason why they're winning is because they've been running the ball. They are currently leading the league in rushing yards, and that's without having a player that's run for 100 yards yet. Now, again, Jordan Howard is out. Jalen Hurts is out. That's going to hurt the running game. Obviously, that's two of their best runners. But the key to the running game, I think, so far has really been the offensive line. And Miles Sanders is back from injury. Boston Scott is going to play. So I expect the Eagles to run, 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 run. The Jets are 30th in run defense DBOA. And they're 27th overall in rushing yards allowed a game. The Jets give up 128.7 yards rushing a game. That plays right into the Eagles' hands. Further, the Jets have not played a lot of offenses like the Eagles that run as much RPO as the Eagles do. The two teams that they did play that run the RPO a lot, the Colts and the Bills, the Jets allowed 45 points each time. That's courtesy of Covers.com. Yes, Zach Wilson is back. He guided them to a win last week but he's only completing 57.6% of his passes, and he's got 10 interceptions overall. Moreover, the Jets have failed to cover in five of their last six against the NFC. I think this drop in point spread is really pushing me over, over the edge to take the Eagles on the road at MetLife, give the points. Gardner Minshew, not a lot of tape on him from this year. He comes in, he gives the Eagles a spark. The Eagles defense turns Zach Wilson over multiple times and the Eagles win the game, cover the five points for my props. It's tight end city, baby. I'm all about the tight end. The Eagles. Well, they are dead last against tight ends. Dead last against defending the tight end. And while the jets don't have, for example, Travis Kelsey, Ryan Griffin, has averaged 27 yards a game receiving in his last four, and his over/under on receiving yards on FanDuel is 20 and a half receiving yards on DraftKings, 18 and a half receiving yards. Only, again, 27 yards a game in in his last four. Griffin would have hit this over in his last four games in a row. That's including last week with Zach Wilson. So I'm taking Ryan Griffin, 18 and a half, 18 and a half receiving yards. On the other side of the ball, obviously the props for the Eagles-Jets game have been a mess because nobody knew if uh, Hertz was going to play, so there weren't a lot of or any really quarterback props or receiving props for the Eagles. The last time I checked was was just about 20 minutes ago. There still weren't any receiving props. But if Dallas Goddard um, has a a receiving prop that is – Anywhere around his average, which is 44.6 yards a game, I would say take that receiving prop for Dallas Goddard as well. I mentioned the Eagles are the worst in the league against tight ends. Jets are only 24th, better but not that much better, and allow 60.36 receiving yards per game to the tight end. So that's the way I see the game, man. I have switched from my feeling earlier today because the point spread dropped. I'm taking the Eagles, giving the five points on DraftKings. As far as props go, I'm going full tight end on this one. Give me the over on Ryan Griffin, 18 and a half receiving yards. Give me the over on Dallas Goddard. You know, pretty much anything in that 40 to 45-ish range, I would absolutely take that. So uh, obviously we disagree here. That's not surprising. I mean, I really can't wait for tomorrow. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. I mean, tomorrow's going to be a great day. I mean, we're going to be going back and forth all day long. Um, The one thing that I was the one prop I was really looking for was Dallas Goddard because I think the jets can control a tight end, but unfortunately right now that prop is just not up on any of the sites that we, that we look at and peruse. So, but yeah, if Goddard comes up there and he's and his receiving uh, yards are in that vicinity, what you just talked about definitely, just gonna hop on on goddard but listen man uh interesting turn of events with the stash going up against zach wilson i mean the the eagles could not win with hertz against the giants who are jets light and the lines five points i don't know i'm taking the jets i'm taking the jets i'm gonna take those points i know it's silly i know it's stupid I know I've done it before and I'm probably not going to come out of this victorious, but you and I are going to be at the game together. So here we go. Jets, Eagles, first time, wagers, ragers, head to head, at the game at the same time. Let's see what happens.
1: And I'm getting my points. Yeah, who's going to fly, baby? Who's going to fly tomorrow, the Jets or the Eagles? And i tell you what, man, who knows how the game's going to go. I actually am expecting a relatively close game, certainly within a score. And you know what? If nothing else, man, we are f- – I almost said something else. We are football fans. <laughs> Look how pumped we are for a Jets-Eagles game. You know what I mean? And like, I'm ready. We to- are going to have
0: – and we are going to have a great time tomorrow. All right. So, sticking with the singular analysis of games – This is the wagers ragers first time where we are analyzing the same game, not just once, but twice, so I think john you told me you're going bucks falcons give me your analysis bucks falcons and i'll give you my counter or my stick with it now let's go
1: yep. Bucks at Falcons, so the eight and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champions, widely considered the best team in the league coming into the year, uh, bringing back every one of their starters on offensive and defense from last year in Atlanta to play the Falcons who are coming in at five and six. And man, I've watched the Falcons multiple times this year. They are not a good team. They are not. They're, they're not as good as their five and six record. The Eagles played them in game one and trashed them in Atlanta. Um, while, you know, I sort of mentioned before that I kind of went back on the point spread in the Eagles jets game, you know, didn't really know what to do in that game. And I was swayed by the point spread j- dropping in this game. I have zero compunction about who's going to win. I am sure that the Bucks are going to win. I would be, this is one of those few games where I would actually be shocked if the Falcons won this game. But the point spread is a lofty 10 and a half. It opened about nine and a half, depending on you know what site you're looking at. It went as high as 11 and a half. Right now I've got 10 and a half. Bucks coming off a 38-38 one win at Indianapolis. And, you know, like I said, the Falcons are not a great team. The Falcons have not done well against the Bucks. The Falcons have lost their last three games to Tampa Bay. Um, and you take a look at this game, and it has blowout written all over it. Tampa Bay has won two games in a row. They seem to have roided the ship from a little losing streak they had before that. So you figure, okay, the Bucks come in, destroy the Falcons on their way to the playoffs. But I'm going to go the other way here and again, the point spread is, spread, is swaying me, that 10.5 points, I hate to give double-digit points because in the NFL, literally anything can happen, especially here when you've got division opponents. And even though the Bucs are coming in at 8-3 and three and they've got Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they haven't been quite as good on the road as they've been at home. Now, the Bucks destroyed the Falcons in Week 2, but if you take a look at the Bucs' Um, road games, here's a rundown of how they actually performed on the road. Uh, on the road, they lost by 10. They won by two. They won by six. They lost by 10. They lost by seven. On the road, the Bucks have not covered 10 and a half all season long. As a matter of fact, the last time the Bucks played in Atlanta, yes, they won, but they didn't come close to covering this spread. Last December, so less than a year ago, the Bucks played in Atlanta and Atlanta lost 31-27, but again, Bucks didn't cover 10 and a half against Atlanta. Division opponents, teams that know each other, in Atlanta, Bucks do not play as well on the road and a 10 and a half uh, point spread. And I look at that and I'm like, you know what? I feel much more comfortable getting the 10 and a half. And maybe even if the Buccaneers are up by a couple of scores late in the game, maybe the Falcons, you know, get a garbage touchdown for the backdoor cover. Um, and what's further buttressing that idea is that, you know, the Bucks defense is predicated on stopping the run. They're far and away the best rushing defense in the league. They've got Vita Veya back the defensive tackle. He's a big part of that rushing defense. But even there, you know, the Bucks are giving up, actually in their last three, about eight yards above their season-long average in the last three. But against the pass, Bucks are only 20th. They give up 247.5 yards a game um, to uh, passing, to passing yards a game. So, you know, I could certainly see, even if the Buccaneers get up early, Tom Brady throws for a few touchdowns, they take their feet off the gas a little bit. The Falcons will have an open door and opening there for Matt Ryan to sort of bring the Falcons back, you know, get a bunch of garbage yards and maybe some garbage scores in the second half that could lead to the backdoor cover. And that's why I think the Falcons can actually cover the 10 and a half. So I'll take the Falcons, give me the 10 and a half points at home. I love home dogs to begin with. And even though I don't think the Falcons are a great team, I think the combination of bucks on the road, Bad passing defense, and Atlanta knowing the Bucks playing at home can make for a, a very real uh, cover here in this game. Uh, moving on to props, I can't get away from the tight ends, man. I am focused on the tight ends this week. Uh, the Buccaneers, they give up 59.27 yards a game to tight ends this year. So, again, not a great passing defense give up about 60 yards a game to tight ends anyway. Um, the Falcons, on the other hand, throw to the tight end a lot. They have no Hayden Hurst this week. Hayden Hurst is out. Kyle Pitts is still in, the Ballyhooed rookie, who's had a very up-and-down rookie season. Even though he's been very up-and-down, he's still averaging 60 yards a game for the year. And in week two against the Bucks, Kyle Pitts had five catches for 73 yards the Kyle Pitts over under on receiving yards on DraftKings it's 56 and a half yards at minus 115 on FanDuel it's 55 and a half yards at minus 113 so I'm going to take Kyle Pitts give me the over on that um for receiving yards, because I expect the Falcons to throw the ball a lot, especially in the second half. They're going to play catch-up, I believe. They're going to go to the tight end because the Bucs are not great at defending the tight end anyway. Kyle Pitts, who's had success against the Bucs before, has success again. Next prop I like. I was looking at passing completions, and candidly, I was looking at them because I wanted to take um, Tom Brady completions, but I'm actually going the other way here. Matt Ryan's uh, prop for pass completions in this game is 23 and a half on DraftKings, minus 110. On FanDuel 130. Big gap there. So take Matt Ryan, over 23 and a half completions, minus 110 on DraftKings. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number one rushing defense, they are dead last. 32nd in the league in defending the pass as far as completions given up. They give up. 27 patch completions a game they're going to give up 24 to matt ryan i believe so that's why i say take that prop uh last one i got here atlanta gives up about uh excuse me i like mike evans he's averaging 63.2 receiving yards a game uh, his prop is only 59 and a half i could see mike evans coming down with a couple of big catches here i had to take a buck somewhere so i'm going to take mike evans there so those are my thoughts on this game. Again, surprised myself with sort of the way I came out on this, but I'll take the Falcons at home, getting 10 and a half points to cover. Uh, Bucks to win the game, but Falcons to cover. Props. I like Kyle Pitts over 55 and a half receiving yards. I like Matt Ryan over 23 and a half completions. And I like Mike Evans over 59 and a half receiving yards. Where are you at on this?
0: Yeah, I mean, no surprise on this podcast that I'm going the other way. And I usually do not, do not lay double digits on, uh, on the lines. I usually go uh, and take the team getting the double digit points. But in this case, I'm going to lay the 10 and a half points on the Buccaneers, even though they have not been great on the road this, this year. Actually, the, the Buccaneers have been three and three on the road. And, and John laid out the scores this year on the road, the games they've won, the games they've lost. But last week was a a game that I think to me was the threshold for me taking this game. They beat the Colts 38-31 on the road in Indianapolis, a Colts team that was hot as a pistol coming into this game, had won several games, and the Buccaneers won by seven points. They are now playing an Atlanta Falcons team who, to me, is just Smoke and Mirrors, Fugazi, five and six team. They are, both teams are five and six against the spread. And last week, the Falcons won 28 to 14 against the Jaguars. But does that really mean anything? To me, it doesn't mean anything. I think the bigger, to me, the bigger win was the Buccaneers against the Colts winning 38-31. Series record actually against these two teams, Falcons, Buccaneers, they are dead even, 28 and 28 against each other. But last time the Buccaneers played the Falcons in Tampa Bay, they won 48 to 25. The biggest factor last week against the Colts was Leonard Fournette, the running back for the Buccaneers. So far this year, 621 yards, seven rushing touchdowns, 51 receptions Receptions for a running back who you don't think Leonard Fournette is going to have that many receptions. For 354 yards and a touchdown, he's actually second on the team in receptions for the Buccaneers. And last week, 100 yards rushing, three rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown against the Colts. So I think he's going to be the X factor again this week. I think the Buccaneers are going to blow out the Falcons. I see blowout all over this game. And I know you say Matt Ryan over 23 and a half completions. I can see that because the Falcons are going to be so far behind Tampa Bay that he's going to have to throw the ball all over the place. And I can see Pitts covering that prop as well. But my prop is not a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Which you might think based upon my analysis this week, it's the guy that is the do everything player for the Atlanta Falcons. It's Cordero Patterson. He's the running back, he's the receiver, he's the returner. And right now, his prop on DraftKings, at least before I looked at this, before we did the pod, 76 and a half rushing and receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. I don't care that Tampa Bay is number one on defense against the rush 76 and a half rushing and receiving for Patterson. Take that all day long, minus 115 on DraftKings. And again, Fournette, who had a phenomenal game last week against the Colts, his rushing and receiving. And that's my theme this week, 102 and a half, 102 and rushing and receiving yards. Take Leonard Fournette minus 120, a little extra juice, but minus 120 on DraftKings. Take the Leonard Fournette over rushing and receiving. That's my prop on this game. I love Tampa Bay in this game. I think they're going to blow out the Falcons and uh, it's going to be Tampa Bay marching into the division title because the Saints without Jameis Winston are just it's just not going to happen. The Falcons are a fraud and The Panthers with Cam Newton, they've obviously shown that they, you know, he might have come back and created a spark, but McCaffrey being out for the rest of the season, they're not winning the division either. So it's going to be the Buccaneers rolling to a division title, rolling over the Falcons this week. That's my pick. Lay the 10 and a half. I don't like doing that. I don't love doing that. I hate doing that, but I'm going to lay the double digits. I see a Buccaneers. Big win by 17 to 21 to 24 points this week. John, any last thoughts on our second
1: game? Yeah, most definitely. Listen, the Buccaneers are the better team here. I don't think there's any question about it. But just the way I look at it, they just don't blow teams out on the road. You know, they just don't. Uh, and I don't think they're going to here. I think they're going to win the game, but I don't think they blow the, um, the, the Falcons out as far as the, the point spread goes anyway. Um, I could actually see this game going very similarly to the Buccaneers game, you know, back in October uh, against the Eagles. The Buccaneers traveled to Philadelphia. There really wasn't any real question through most of the game that the Buccaneers were going to win the game. But, you know, the Eagles still kept it close, scored late, and the Buccaneers end up winning 28-22. I could see something very similar here where the game is never really in doubt, but, you know, at the end of the game, there's a garbage score or something like that. And the underdog at home covers the spread. Buccaneers still come out with the win. Um, It's funny you should mention Cordero Patterson because I I was going to throw him out there too. I was going to start a new prop, a new section in the pod um, uh, called Props That Make No Damn Sense. And I was going to take, and I still like it, so I'm glad you brought it up, Cordero Patterson, but not combined yardage, although I like that a lot. Uh, I was looking at his rushing yardage. It's 33 and a half on both. DraftKings and FanDuel 33 and a half rushing yards. And you would say, dude, Hedgehog, why are you taking a running back against this vaunted Tampa Bay defense who's number one overall? It's because, okay, the Falcons are going to have to give the ball to somebody. Okay. And Cordell Patterson is their number one running back now in week two, Patterson only had, I think 11 yards rushing against the Buccaneers, but that was the beginning of the year when the Falcons were still giving a lot of rushing touches to Mike Davis. They're not really doing that much anymore over the last month. We've really seen Cordell Patterson when he's not been injured, take over the lead running back role. I expect him to lead the Falcons in carries. Um, and by leading the Falcons and carries, I could see him getting, you know, 35, 36, 37, 38 rushing yards, not having a great rushing day, but hitting that prop 33 and a half. That I think also is another reason why your combined uh, prop is great. And I also do like Leonard Fournette rushing as well. That's when I said when I mentioned earlier about Atlanta giving up 124.9 yards. That's rushing Atlanta gives up 124.9 rushing yards a game. Love the four net bet. So I love all your props, but I'm going the other way on the game. Give me the Falcons in the 10 and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of see this game going as like, you know, it's the second game against the team that you've already played earlier. And I see this as the Jets playing the Patriots for the second time, where the Jets gave up 50 points and got totally blown out. So I see the Falcons getting completely blown out by the Buccaneers. I don't care that it's in Atlanta. It doesn't matter. The Falcons are a complete fraud and the Buccaneers are for real. And last week against the Colts, they showed it. So, all right, we're good. It's week 13. Tomorrow is going to be green on green. Eagles, Jets together. The Hedgehog, myself, they're at the Jet Eagle game. Without further ado, college football is just about over. Michigan is playing right now. I took them. I'm laying the 12 points. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the score is. We're recording the pod right now. Hopefully, Michigan's going to cover that point spread because earlier today, I did not do so well with Oklahoma State. They lost. They should have won. Um, and I also took. Uh, Georgia to cover that six and a half point spread, and they lost and they got smoked by Alabama, which is crazy to me. But for the most part, my college football season has been doing well. So let's see what happens with Michigan. But let's move on to we're skipping over level two because college is over
1: on the level three track of the week. John, give me your track. I'm ready to go, man. I this this song randomly came on on a playlist of mine just yesterday, and it's sort of you know tells the story of the Eagles season so far. You know, they haven't had as many injuries this year as they had the last couple of years, but they've still had their share this this year. I mean, this week they're without Jordan Howard. Jack Driscoll is out. Jalen Hurts now is going to miss the game. And it just makes me say to myself, man, if every day goes like this, how are we going to survive? So that's my track of the week this week. Eric Prids every day My track of the week. Let's go.
0: I wish I could say the same thing and have this sort of theme behind my track this week. And I kind of thought about it and I was like, you really don't have that theme behind it. But for the fact that I was watching old YouTube videos of my favorite club and probably your favorite club, Sound Factory, and I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is one of the greatest tracks I've ever heard and it's grace, not over yet. The Matt Derry remix. And I'm thinking to myself, is it really not over yet for the Jets? No, it's actually been over since week one. It's been over since week one. It's been over since the preseason. So yeah, is it over yet? It's over, but my track of the week, this week is not over yet. Grace, the Matt Derry remix. Can't stop listening to it. Listen to it today in the car, taking my kids out. It's it's, It's a phenomenal track, sick. Over eight minutes long, that's my track to read.
1: some uh, friends that uh, would be very happy to hear that track, be your track for the week. Um, for the Jets, you also could have went with Deborah Cox, ex-Hector. It's over now. I mean, we could have went that way, too. I could have yeah. gone that way, for sure. I, I, I love not over yet. Man, can't wait for this week. Very excited for tomorrow. Much props to you and your beautiful wife, too, for giving us the opportunity to go tomorrow to the Eagles-Jets game. I'm pumped. Eagles given five, going to cover. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Jets
0: ready all right listen let your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful we are out wagers ragers we will see you after week 13 next week week 14 i can't believe we're getting that far we are out see you later see you next week adios